0: absolute deep dive, high level education and commentary on the interest rate market, on the housing market, on what's happening with policy and damn near just about everything that you want to know monetarily when it comes to money. Because Frank, would you be kind enough to credentialize yourself
1: with with the good folks that are out
0: there about who you are and what you're up to?
1: Absolutely. So my name is Frank Minetti. I'm uh, with Advisors Mortgage Group, Freehold. I'm actually, that's my branch. Uh, been in the mortgage industry. It's actually started in 93. So just started year number 30. <laughs> so, which I can't believe I'm saying, <laughs> you know, we, we all had a, we we all had a, a, a plan to be like, you know, 41 and done. You know, that, that didn't quite happen. But <laughs> yeah, so I've been doing this a long time, still, still plugging away. Um, and, you know, like, happy to be here and talk about everything that's going on in this market. That's, you know, I, I thought I woke up Two years ago and thought I saw everything. Yeah, oh, isn't that the truth? And I realized I didn't see everything. Yeah. You know, with what yeah. we went through pandemic and what we went through now most recently with, you know, housing demand and interest rates. And you know, and, and the unfortunate thing is the general public is misinformed about a lot of stuff, you know. And that's what we want to kind of clear up and talk about, I'm sure. So yeah, so that's really my 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 story. Um, started out with a broker operation for 11 years until the collapse came along in 2008. Yeah.
0: And I want to go deeper
1: into that, frankly, you know,
0: like what I always, what I always want is for, because, you know, I think the true entrepreneur, right. The business owner, um, they're, they're rooted in their roots, right? right? You know, right. and I, I always think that, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit yep. comes from the stories of the past, for right? Sure. It comes from experiences from the past. So yep. share with the good folks, if you wouldn't mind yeah, a little bit about what it was like for you growing up Yeah,
1: happy, and happy you know, where you went to college, you sure. know, like,
0: what's your aspiration? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So uh, I grew up here in Hazlitt. Uh, my, my family's a Hudson County family. Okay. Uh, mom was from Jersey city. Dad was union city. Uh, dad specifically came from a family of small business owners. I mean, literally they had me late in life. So, uh, they were in their forties when they had me, I'm an only child.
0: Oh, wow. So, which
1: okay. is kind of interesting. Wow, right. Incredible. So I had a lot of invisible friends wow. when I was growing <laughs> up, you know, and <laughs> so you know how that goes. And, uh, you and know, these are to my five s- friends. Dan yeah. Joe, talk to myself right? a lot. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so they moved down here in like 1968, I think paid $13,000 for the first house in Hazlitt. Wow. I grew up in Hazlitt, um, awesome dynamite family. My parents were awesome, super supportive. Um, you know, day one looked to go into business when I graduated from Raritan high school here yeah. in 1985 and went to Montclair state,
0: nice. you know, got okay. a, yeah. got a
1: okay. college education for like seven grand a year. Yeah, So yeah. Uh, worked out well, came and, out. And what did you study by the way? So like I, I was, was a finance major a finance with major. a political okay. science minor.
0: Did you know, like, cause I mean, it, listen, I, th- I th- there's nothing I think more inspiring mm-hmm. than when, you know, uh, you know, as you're growing up, you know, you're impressed upon yeah. by your, by your parents, yep. the, the values of strong work ethic, yep. but also a little bit of, you know, knowingness mm-hmm. and transparency of what you're going to go into in higher education. Yeah. So when you, you know, like, cause those are very, very
1: poignant. Yep majors, right? Did you know that that was something that you wanted to do when you went to college? So yes and no. And the yes part of it is, so my my father coming out of that family business was discouraged Ah. from being an entrepreneur because of the challenges he had with working with family. You know, there was always such a family, you know, rub that somebody was always mad at somebody else. So he had a philosophy of work for somebody else, put in your 30 years mm. and retire. And I didn't know where I was going. I, mm. I knew I wanted to be in business and I was going to get that, that, you know, that, that degree. And I was going to go work for, you know, a major organization, major sure. company. Sure. And I saw my friends doing internships at that time with like price Waterhouse and, yeah, oh, sure. You and know, the big yeah, eight yeah. accounting firms yeah, at yeah. the Back time. Then it was Arthur Anderson, and and Arthur Anderson. Too, and and, yeah, and yeah, you sure, know who yeah. I'm talking KPMG about, right? And, yeah. and, and I, and I came out of school. My father had passed away my junior year. Yep. So being an only child, I actually left school to take care of mom. Sorry to hear that. Uh, no, it's all good, man. It's mm-hmm. So I can't believe it. That was 1988. So, yeah. so God, coming, coming back home and then realizing, wait a second, I'm seeing my friends going to these entry level positions and they're doing okay. Yep. And then realizing that they're moving up the ladder was predicated upon them getting, uh, you know, getting reviewed by somebody that was concerned about that person taking their job and it was just this corporate struggle and it just didn't resonate with me isn't that incredible yeah i know i, know. I wish i wish i would have recognized that years ago yeah you so, know. but yeah he, here i am a 22 year old kid 21 yeah. and i said well i don't know what i want to do right now let me start a landscaping business oh really so i started a landscaping okay. Business, okay mowing 110 lawns out in manalapan wait
0: wait wait Post graduation?
1: I didn't. Gra- I never graduated. Oh, ne- oh, didn't I graduate- didn't finish oh, because okay, of okay. my father dying in the middle of this. Got it. But got then it, I realized it, it, I started okay. reading a little bit. Yeah. And I said a lot of self self made millionaires don't have a college degree.
0: No, it's very true. Right.
1: It's very true. So I said, it's okay, true. let me let me endeavor to get education. But I was always more of a hands on guy so let me get life experience you know so i started this this small um, landscaping company we did well mm-hmm. you know and i again as a 20 year old i tended bar you know i did all that sure I made some extra sure. income yeah and then but um, were you reinvesting
0: back into the business
1: uh we didn't really need to because there was like no overhead ah, you know okay, we yeah, we yeah, had yeah. a crew yeah. of what we needed yeah I didn't see, I didn't see myself there long-term, which was really the reason why. Got it. So it was like Got a it. couple of years. Let me plan out what I'm doing next and let me move on. Yep. Cause let's be honest with you. I used to say to my, my partners all the time in the business, the only thing that you can get excited about mowing lawns for a living is straight lines. And that's not <laughs> what I wanted to do. You know, I, I, you know, I didn't see myself right. doing that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I've never yeah. heard that yeah, before. That yeah, was, that, that's about you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know? Folks.
0: Folks, we are Infinity X stage and microphone with Human Excellence. We're joined by Frank Minetti this evening, and we're going to get a deep dive education on all things interest rate, mortgages, real estate, etc. But we're hearing about the journey of Human Excellence and the foundation of somebody who was going to Montclair State in finance, and through life's changes, decided to pivot and move into business, and that's where the the, the discovery of the entrepreneurial spirit
1: really came from. So, Frank, so what happened next? So, what happened next was so. My partner, I had two partners in this landscaping company and uh, one of them I've known, I met him in college and uh, he came to me and he said, I want to talk to you a little bit. You ever thought about being a real estate appraiser? And I had a cousin who had an incredibly successful real estate business in um, Hudson County. Okay. And it always piqued my interest. You know, I yeah. he talked about it a lot. I was interested in real estate. Random question. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, like, mm-hmm. where did that come from? Was it because he was following you? Like, were you hearing constantly... stories?
1: Definitely hearing stories really? growing up. I, You know, okay. we didn't really have sit downs about it. Yeah. But I knew I saw his success. I saw what success brought him. Um, and I was just, it just piqued my interest. Yeah. So yeah. the, the door opened to, to, to become a prop real estate property appraiser. Okay. So I yep. went to Middlesex yep. County, there was a couple of classes we took there and, uh, Rutgers had a couple of uh, real estate classes that are part of the real estate appraisal designation. Yep. So I, I got it certified to do appraisals, started working for a company in Old Bridge doing appraisals about week three into it. I was like, this is awful. Really? This is awful. It was just like, well, glass,
0: but yeah, you hop in the yeah. car and
1: they're like, here's your assignments for today. You're going to be in Cape May. You're going to be in Jersey City. You're oh. going to be out in Trent." And I'm like, this, ain't this happening. is
0: not happening. No. You know, like I'm going to do a. a 300 miles in a yeah, day you may, know, every day. You yeah,
1: know? no, no, thank you. And then bear the expense. Nothing was digital camera wise back then. So we had to print our own photos and oh all that. God. Stuff. Oh, yeah. But no, I stuck no, it out to the point where I had a great uh, appraisal uh, course professor that said, get your real estate license, too. Yeah, because in, back then this is pre multiple listing system right? There was no multiple listing system as realtors know it today. It was on little index cards. So if you had to pull comps to do an appraisal, you had to walk into the local real estate office. Hmm. So it was good to have that. So I got my real estate license. Soon after I realized I don't, I don't want to do appraisals anymore. And I went and sold real estate right in um, working for a company. And I was okay, you know. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. again didn't mm-hmm. resonate with me. Yep. And at that time, I was turning my mortgage business, referring it out to uh, the real estate company had a, 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 mortgage, a mortgage company they also owned. Yep. Yeah. And yep. the sales manager there was somebody I was friends with from the day I started real estate, and this went on for two and a half years or so. Yep. And I said, you know what? Um, I'm gonna just see where this goes for a little bit, and I wasn't comfortable in it, so. The person I was giving the the mortgage referrals to said to me, you know, I sit down with your clients, you're qualifying them. Back in the day, realtors actually qualified. Well, you you kind of had
0: to. Right. right. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, not yeah. like it is yeah. today. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm
1: glad. And it shouldn't have been. And it, by the way, that's yeah. the death of the service model. Oh, for sure. I would say 100 percent is
0: that people are just outsourcing everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely.
1: And, you know granted they should do what they do best. So he's like, I'm, you're giving me all these people. All they do is r- take a mortgage application and it's already done. It, it's a done deal because you've done the qualifying. Mm-hmm. Why do you come next door and work for me? Come in the mortgage side. I think you're doing yourself a disservice. And that resonated with me. Got it. You know, I like the numbers. This is the finance side of what yeah. I want to be in. Yeah. So that was, um, G- uh, March of 1997 Okay. Or, no, I'm sorry. In March of 1993, okay. Um, within a year or so, he was the sales manager of the overall team. We had a great team of loan officers working there, and within a year or so, I was. We split that team in half and I was one of the sales managers and he was the other sales manager and the corporate structure became, he was the vice president, I became the assistant vice president. And company.
0: as a sales manager and then ultimately the assistant vice president of the mm-hmm. company, you're still underwriting mortgages. Well, I'm correct. We're, we're or are originating. Over, are we're originating? just doing all oh, the originations. Okay, okay, okay.
1: And okay. I was doing yep. company-wide training for all the new loan officers. Got it. Uh, Got so we it. had okay. two teams yep. and we're producing managers too. Yeah, so we're right, writing our own right. business. Yeah, of right? course.
0: Of course. Which, by the way, is the best type of manager. Right. Right? Oh, yeah. You know, you exactly. All in you sales managers out there, right? Especially in the insurance business, keep your pulse on what we do. Do not forget that, right? Many people forgot that a long time ago. The proof is in the pudding of what the production looks like. For for sure.
1: Yeah. So that goes on for a little while. Something happened in a corporate shakeup structure of the company that I went to work for getting uh, bought out potentially, Hmm. where a couple of people got some golden parachutes in this and they got cut off and me. Wow. And the, okay. my, the person yeah. who brought me into the business, who's the vice president now, who was a close, close friend said, I just want to let you know and, and came clean with me that you're cut out of this deal. And I said, okay, you know, I guess I'll have to f- figure out what to do next. And in that short period of time where this was transitioning, and that never happened, by the way, yeah. we decided through some other events that happened, we're going to go out and open our own brokerage firm. Smart. And we were approached by a third partner who had licensing in place for it. Yep. He had that mortgage banker's license. So, And we had known him for years. He had been a wholesale mortgage lender, yep. meaning he was calling on us. We were giving him business uh, as uh, you know, the, the bank, right? So we, we came together and in 1997, we opened up, um, we stayed there, did great through all those 03, 04, 05 years, 06, oh yeah, and yeah. now here comes what we all dealt with, yep. 06 and yep. 07 yep. and 08, the market tanked.
0: Even before we get to that, though, yeah. let's talk about, you know, when you started up your practice, mm-hmm. right? How much startup
1: capital do you recall? Did you? I know exactly. I can tell you exactly. I love it. it
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Come on. on. And a lot of
1: people aren't going to believe this, but so this is 1997. It was actually July we opened. Right. July in 1997. It was a ten thousand dollar investment from each of us. It was thirty thousand dollars startup capital. What? Yeah, that was it. And back then to get licenses, right. Yeah. And it's, it's not too much different today is from a licensing perspective yeah. to be a mortgage broker in 1997, you had to have a $50,000 net worth and the net worth could be equity in your property. Oh, sure, and course. they didn't ask so for they, proof. you to yeah, so do anybody, anybody. So yeah, here, that. here's what we have. So $30,000 yeah. <laughs> worth of startup costs. We rented our first <laughs> office it. space on route 79 in Morganville. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, I think it was $800 a month. And we got used furniture from a local furniture sure, people and we yeah. went to work. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we didn't recruit any of the people from where we came from. That was not what we were going to do. But yet a number of people said, we won't stay here if you guys aren't here. They came on board. We hit the ground running, and look—I was scared. I was walking away from a good income. That's a hunt. I get to say, I get that. I don't know what this is going to look like.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you know, folks. Real quick, we are infinityx.com. We are infinityx YouTube for the replay. If you do have a question for Frank about any and all things interest rate, mortgage, or real estate related, put it into the chat. Parker will bring it over to my attention. Uh, But guys, you are hearing the foundational pieces of the megapreneur, right? Somebody who is walking away from a hell of an income, right? A predictable income to launch his own business, $30,000, right? Back then, again, not huge, but it didn't grow on trees, right? But going into the great, uh, the the emergence of one of the greatest real estate runs in the history of man, followed by one of the biggest collapses in the history of man. And you had I mean, sh- you had front row tickets, my uh, brother. I, I I mean- <laughs> lived it. And if you want to talk about it, we're going to talk so about let's, the ugliness. Let's, right? let's get deep. Well, let's get deep. So, 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 you're, so you're we, over, we hit the
1: ground running in yeah. 1997, and it's a great run. You know, uh, blessed with being able to buy investment properties, um, was blessed and lucky enough to get in on the Asbury market is from an investment oh, pr- perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. in 2000 yeah. and 2001 and 1999. Right. And for those of you who've been around real estate in the area, you remember what happened with the House of Cards incident yep. with the Asbury Park Press broke what was going on in the Asbury Park real estate market and it tanked. And we saw the potential in Asbury. Look, you couldn't drive down Asbury Park in that collapse and look at these beautiful tree-lined, wide streets and say, "And Cookman, even though what it was back in the late '90s, and say this town isn't going to come back." Oh, absolutely, like Red Bank here. Yeah, absolutely, same thing, yep, right? Yeah. So absolutely. we we got into that market and bought like at rock bottom prices and sold ridiculously high, and that all went on. And the mortgage business kept rolling. We kept thriving. Twenty loan officers. You know, mega production every month. Um, The one good story I want to tell you about when I left the company I was working uh, for—that I started with—they actually had a a number of real estate offices that we were getting a lot of referral business from. And I also uh, the reason what scared me was uh, that that particular individual I was working for told his realtor base do not send them any referrals. Wow! So I lost I lost twenty five realtor partnerships. On top of on going top. To open my own business, Unbelievable. right? Unbelievable. So all that wait. wait, wait.
0: So they cut you out of the deal and also, well, theoretically, you know? right? And then also said, oh, by the way, don't send them any Yeah, recordings. Frank and his partner went Man. to open yeah. their own thing yeah.
1: and don't send them any business because I'm not happy with what they did. Got okay, it. whatever. Okay. So we move on, right. reinvent yeah. kind of how we do things. And then we roll from 97 through 2000, 2005. And I want to say 2005 into six. I believe we as an industry Mm. felt what was coming in 07 and 08 before everybody else did, you know? So what were
0: some of the indicators?
1: Some of the indicators were, well, if you remember in the, uh, the newspaper at the time, and I don't even think Asbury Park press, for example, was the paper around here wasn't digital, but they had the implodometer. It might've been digital where you were seeing mortgage investors go out of business. Quite honestly, We saw it in the change of guidelines. And this is me talking. You know, People might disagree with me that are in the industry. Around subprime. Around subprime. Yes. That's part one. But part two is even what Fannie and Freddie were doing. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, you have a pulse. You're getting a loan. You know, I need a pay stub from you. I don't need W-2s. I don't need. I just need a pay stub and a bank statement. You know, they were so loose on their guidelines that, Everybody was getting loans and then you layer the subprime now subprime lending. Yeah, no income, no SF verification, 500 credit scores on a 228 arm. So a two year arm with ridiculous margins that at the end of two years, these people are nailed. Oh, my God. With no income verification. Of course. So every person that was self-employed said, well, uh, things will get better. I'll take this mortgage uh, now. I'm going to just run with it. Of right? course. Yeah. And we all, have you ever watched the big short? You yeah. know what happened yeah, and yeah. transpired. Yeah. And, and but yet we were given products to lend, right? Fannie and Fred has told us what the guidelines are. We follow the guidelines. Why would they be willing to take on that block knowing That this is what the outcome was. Nobody, not everybody knew the sky was going to fall. How
0: is that possible?
1: Uh, Well, you look back now and it's, (laughs) well, we have property appreciation. Things are going soaring. That was a bubble, unlike what today is happening. We don't have a real estate bubble. We're going to go so deep into that, folks. You heard it here.
0: Chris Walsh said it here on the Infinity X stage a few weeks back. Frank is saying the exact same thing. We are not experiencing a bubble. I share that enthusiasm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we're going to go deep on that, but Frank. Can, so we go on and the subprime mortgage markets around. And, and honestly, even on the brokerage level, we had our brokerage about 25% of our business, yeah. you know? So we were doing a lot of those because yeah. they were here to do, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, you'll like to believe we were helping people with home ownership. And, and then now we start to see businesses go out of but lenders, go out of business, yeah. subprime starting to go away. Yeah. You know, if I tell realtors that started recently in, in, you know, on the real estate side of things, we had price reductions yep. not price increases yep. right yep. we saw a property you know house listed for 300,000 next week was 275 and yep. they couldn't there's no market yep. right there's yeah. there's now there's no market and
0: rates were around where they're
1: at right now huh? uh, they might mean we were just talking about that i think they're probably kind of very similar in, yeah, yeah um without looking back to a graph maybe upper maybe even a little bit lower that, than we are right now right. yeah but now yeah, yeah, we're yeah. starting yeah. to see the same triggers In the market, and what I'm talking, I'm talking economic triggers that we're kind of seeing now. Unemployment started to become real. Um, You know, inflation started to kick up. And that led to, and then we have these way over inflated property values. And now we've got a slowing economy, people losing their jobs. It's foreclosures and short sales, and nobody to buy them. And then the whole banking industry goes boom uh, yeah. and bust. Yeah. So now long-term
0: capital. And- every, mm-hmm. right. And
1: mm-hmm. yep. 07, 08, yep. now comes along the bailout of the banks. Yep. And in that bailout, and I, I, try, I try not to hold some resentment for what happened. Hey, listen. But the reality is when, at that point in time, yep. mortgage brokers accounted for 75% of the mortgage originations in the country and the banks accounted for 25% and they wanted it all. So they get bailed out and the government points the finger at the broker saying, we're the reason why this happened. Yeah. When in reality, we sold the products that the banks were originating. And Fannie and Freddie, quasi-government agencies, setting guidelines gave us to sell. Now we wake up in 08. The Pirates of Manhattan. Right, right. You know, everybody got a golden golden parachute, right? Read the book by Barry Dyke. Pirates of Manhattan. Yeah. So now I, I wake up in 08. Now what are we going to do? Now, literally, I was personally, I had two partners in, in the brokerage, and I was the number one producing loan officer as well as an equal partner in the business. Yep. And I found myself still bringing in cash flow and having to take every nickel I make and pouring it back into the business. Now you're sure. talking about pouring money back in the really? business. Sure. Because we don't want to let anybody go. I've got staff. And I had went through a bad divorce at the same time. Timing of that was awful. It usually, you is, know, yeah. 03, 04, 05 were the years that they determine alimony and child support for me. And I find myself like, I have no, I'm like, not taking any income. I, what am
0: I going to do here? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, so
1: yeah. I wake up and I'm like, there's got to be something beyond this. Where, where is this mortgage origination industry going? And I decided to cross over to mortgage banking get out of the brokerage world because it was falling apart yeah. and brokers have crept back in Yep, now. And yep. That, that's absolutely fine. Yep. Yep. Um, but it's really about, you know, mortgage being a mortgage lender, you know, or a bank. So I crossed over to a, a friend of mine that I actually brought into the business. He worked at me in the broker world, came on board with me and said, uh, you know, with the knowledge that he was going to open up an operation for his uncle, who was a California based lender. Okay. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Come work for me. And we became friends and I left, I left that brokerage operation with $38 in my pocket in 2000. Wow. You remember the exact. Uh, I remember the exact amount. because My um, wife now I was, was like, I court. just left. I just walked out yeah. on 38 with $38 in my, my bank account. Cause I knew it wouldn't last. And my partners were like, well, no, maybe we can do this now for you. And I'm like, it's too late. Ship sailed. Yeah. I got to move on. Yeah. And I moved on. And, and what I did was I had to reinvent myself. <laughs> I completely reinvented yeah. myself. I went home. This is so good. Sat yes, at home for five it. years. Yep. And said, I don't want to manage people. I was so disgruntled. You know, I was yep. so upset. I needed to work on me. You know, I realized now I, call, I consider myself a servant salesperson. Mm. I'm in it to make people. people's lives better. Yes. There's a financial reward that you, it, it, it's a spiritual it's principle. A you can't shut it, of it. off. 100%. Right. 100%. I didn't have that nor sh-
0: attitude. N- uh, nor should we frown upon that or yeah. feel ashamed of it. Yeah. Right. It's one of the most noble professions that you can do. You should get paid for yeah. introducing everybody. Should get, absolutely. Right. Absolutely.
1: 100%. And I needed to work on me. Yep. You know, I needed to change. And I, I swore in 2008 when I walked out, I'd never open another company. Yeah. I'm just going to do my own thing, produce on my own, and have no headaches and i sat home for 5 years and my wife was selling real estate at the time and i over those 5 years of just changing me you know frank needed to change frank yeah and working on the inside to just really come to terms also with what went down right yeah. you yeah. know cuz i was yeah. bitter and i was yeah. angry yeah. and
0: yeah so if i may sure when you were doing the times of self reflection
1: yeah who were some people that you modeled after so I'll be honest with you, and and, you know, your partner Rob knows this well. Yeah. Um, I, I pastor a church in Tom's River. So you pastor, a church I'm an associate pastor of a church wow, in Tom's River. That's so, incredible. you know, that's incredible. my faith was always real to me. Sure. But my faith uh, I left it a long time ago. Oh boy. But yeah. you know, yeah. God was still in the picture, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I just poured myself back into that, what my foundation was. And, you know, I, I watched some of, I, I watched, you know, some of my minister friends and yes. how they led their lives by example, and really imploring the golden rule, sure. you know, yeah. and that's really what I went to. And look, every, you know, um, every person you can learn from is awesome, right? Any knowledge you can get is awesome. But that's really, I, I actually modeled my business after those principles, you know, and did that internal change and realize I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it for the people. And I need to change what I'm doing because it's it's about helping someone else. You can tell yourself the story that yeah. it's about the money, but it, it's not. It's, if that's
0: not in your DNA. It's yeah. DNA. And, and, and it, but yeah. the
1: offshoot of yeah. helping people is getting paid, is getting paid. Right. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. it growing exponentially <laughs> because clients know that, you know, they, they know, they feel it they know it in the way you talk. They know in the way you pick up their phone calls. They know it in the way you treat them. Right. Yep. So five years goes by and now I'm starting to get on the inside. It's time to do something, you know, and this was the beginning of late 2013. And my, my now partner had called me up and said, look, And he knows his gig is not running an office. It's not what he does best. Not as high as some best use. So he called me up and he said, uh, I need you. Can you come in? Would you consider running the office? Hmm. And I was like, and I was already now I'm getting that that itch again to go back into managing an office, running people, doing my production. And that was 2014. You know, so going on eight years ago and that reinvention just kept rolling and rolling. And, you know, what was different? When you got back,
0: but tell me more, tell me more. Right. So, so you were a different human going back into it. But when, when you got back into that environment, knowing
1: now that you had put in the work, what
0: was different day in? Made
1: me a better manager. Mm -hmm. You know, it made me a better manager from a perspective. I always saw people, that worked for me through my eyes, how I expected <laughs> them to be. Yes. Not the way, Absolutely. not take them as they were. You didn't meet them and where they were. Try to make them better.
0: Absolutely. You know, I'm, so I, totally get that.
1: I got much more patient with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, we all lose our, you know, our cool a little bit sometimes yeah. when something happens repeatedly, yeah. but I really got to. More of a of a, a respect for people, realize they're individuals. What well, works for me, even though I know it works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. Not necessarily work for them. Yep. Take them with their strengths and you help know, them with their weaknesses.
0: Shout out to Joe Lord, my my partner, because for some reason I haven't been able to really necessarily get it through my brain yet that he can't read what's actually going on inside <laughs> of my head. Joe, I, I'm still working on that with you, but yep. um shout out to Joe. He works his butt off every day for me. But yeah, you you can't you can't put people in between these two ears. You no, just can't do it. No. And you can't expect them to nope. do it either. I totally get that. And I used to look, totally look at did. people
1: like, well, no. I don't understand why they don't do it this way. Right. Well, they right. don't do it this way because that way it doesn't work for them. Yeah. Or it's just not who they are. Yeah. You know, so that helped me, I think, from a better management perspective, uh, being more patient. And really, I took the time to know. More of the backside of management in the mortgage industry, where before I was more on the origination side, Mm. you know, when I had the brokerage, I was the sales manager, meaning true sales manager. I was out there helping them structure loans and 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 how can we make this work? Where now over those five years, I got more of a better understanding of back office side. You know what our processing staff does. Um, You know, I I like to say which I would argue probably made you so much better of a manager. Oh,
0: a thousand, a, a thousand percent. Because like, no. I mean, you can't be like that's one of the challenges with salespeople yeah. is that salespeople so many times don't understand what's happening operationally. Yeah. Right. They don't have they don't they don't understand communication between branch office and home office. Mm-hmm. They don't understand all of those things. They just expect it to get accomplished. Now listen. I'm a sales guy. So I'm one of those people Mm -hmm. that is a big pain in the butt when it comes to that. But what I have recognized and I can't I cannot shout out the operational piece of any sales business enough. It is so unbelievably important as a partner to sales.
1: Right. And what I looked at was I have to be able to perform. Maybe not at the level of a support staff person that's for me, but I have to have a basic understanding of what they all do and also the alliances and strategic alliances I have in place. I got to understand a little bit about the title side of things that the title companies I work with do. I got to know what my appraiser does. And thank God I had a background in that. You know, I got to know a little bit about real estate law. I don't give people real estate advice, but I got to know when I get an attorney review letter on a um, new purchase for a client, a little bit about what that attorney's talking about. You know, I gotta know about, so I really endeavored to go deeper into the whole, really the overview of the mortgage industry, not just the origination side. You know, I had the origination side down, but I needed to know a little bit of all of it, which now helps me understand what all my support staff go through and really has made me a better manager. Folks, we are Infinity X with a
0: stage and microphone with human excellence. This is Frank Moretti. And guys, we have just heard the evolution of the, and and the evolution of the entrepreneur, right? Um, The evolution of, and not, you know, listen, an employee and entrepreneur at the exact same time, Mm -hmm. I would argue that you can be both, right? I think that in order to bring really, really high quality managerial technique, to any branch office, mm-hmm. you have to be an entrepreneur, right? You have to yeah. have a semblance of, you know, outside of the box thinking, in addition to thought inside of the corporate box. I mean, right, obviously you're gonna have to play it's with yours. that a little bit. It's that yours. branch
1: is yours. Correct. You know, yes, there's a corporate office involved, but that branch is yours. You know? Replay on weareinfinityx.com.
0: We are WeAreInfinityX YouTube. And if you have a question for Frank, now is going to be the time to put it into the chat. Parker will bring it up and let us know what is on your mind out there. So, Frank, we are now
1: in a very, very, very yeah. interesting time. Bro. Yep, for I, sure. And a time know. I thought we would never see, you know? Yeah. Um, I actually said this to a, a real estate agent the other day. I miss counter offers. <laughs> yeah. I, don't right. have, yeah 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 right. they're, they're, they're not they're not existent, yeah. right it's just bid war bid
0: war bid yeah. war. yeah you war, know hey war. house gets yeah. listed
1: on friday give me your highest and best by monday and we'll 100%. hope you get the house right yeah. yeah so yeah i mean it's still challenging um and the biggest question i'm getting right now from all my clients and the biggest concern i'm getting from them all is interest rates right what in the world is going on with interest rates.
0: What, Frank? And I'm going to. What in the world, the world is, is going, going on? on with interest rates? So he, everybody wants to know this. Here's
1: the long and the short of it yeah. it's all inflation driven, right? Yeah. Uh, inflation, as inflation creeps in, interest rates rise. Yeah. Now, yeah. for those that follow the markets, they're well aware. For the, the average person who doesn't have their eye on the markets and just see interest rates going up, here's what's been going on. You know, so when we we when we flash back to like January of, of this year yeah. to today, rates are about three percent higher. Incredibly. That's a lot. I know. That's the fastest know. That's, uptick I've seen. For, I, I, can I think, remember.
0: I think in 45, 40 years something years. Yeah, it's yeah, over 40 yeah, it's, for it's, sure. It's insane.
1: So it's insane. Here's here's the numbers we're hearing. Inflation's at eight point six percent bullcrap it's not 8.6 (laughs) percent. yeah right you know the government can say the federal reserve can say it's 8.6
0: listen to what he is sharing right now this you must
1: understand what he is sharing because what they'll say is this they look they talk about the core rate of inflation which strips out food and energy energy. but in this market how can you strip out fuel when it's Doubled, thank you. you it can't. is impossible. You can't.
0: And it's what drives the food to, to our us, grocery right? stores. And, right. Everything
1: gets shipped, train, truck, boat. So we can't be eight point so, six. How, how are you gonna right? I
0: know it's such
1: so, false whatever. It's such a load of crap. So w- we're dealing with <laughs> eight wink wink, eight point six percent inflation, yeah. right? Yeah. and now we got the Federal Reserve that is way behind the ball of what they should have yeah. done. Everybody right? says
0: that, yeah. So yeah. They,
1: they take Last th- This month, they, they hiked the federal funds rate of 0.75% yeah. on the heels of a 50 basis point and a 25 basis point. Their ideal situation, and the reality is, this is something they should have been doing prior to when they started doing it. Yeah. But a couple of things we need to remember, the Federal Reserve is is a politically based organization. Exactly. So there, there's two things they exactly. don't want to do, although they yes. were forced to. They had to raid, raise the Fed funds rate, Right now, remember, this is a midterm election year. Yep. And we know what party's sitting in office. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hike rates, but they have to. Right. They don't want to talk about that ugly curse word that starts with an R right. recession. Right. But the reality is they have to. They ha- they're they going to have to start and they're still denial. a 50 50 chance of a recession. Well, to be a recession, you need three quarters of negative GDP. hmm. The problem with that is they won't look to the number as it comes out. They'll look at the revised number after it comes out. So there's lag time yep. that that takes. Absolutely. But when you look at indicators of recession, we're already starting to see unemployment creep up a little bit. Yep, we sure are. The other side of the coin, we too, are. is um, when you look at treasury bills, you look at the 10 year treasury and you look at the two year treasury. Mm-hmm. The yields on both of those are close, close to each to, other yeah. and two times in the last few months have inverted. Flipped, yeah, inverted. Absolutely. That's I know. the problem. That's, I know. That's the recession triggers. Yep. But they don't want to say recession.
0: And anybody who says that it is not a political I was I'm so glad that you said that because it anybody is. who says that it is not a politically yeah. motivated market or a politically motivated Federal Reserve is kidding themselves. It's just the they latest. did not want to see. Uh, they they did not, in my opinion, did not want to raise rates because they didn't want to trigger a market seller. And they and they Absolutely, don't want 100%. to say that word. Right.
1: We need to get inflation under control. Hundred percent. Right. 100%. So 100%. God, so right. And they didn't look forward yeah. far enough. Right. They they didn't have the the foresight to see bad policy. Right. Bad policy. So now we've got. We'll use our number: an eight point six percent inflation rate. They hike. 0.75 in the last meeting. They're planning on at least 1.75 over the next four, with a goal to get to a neutral rate, Fed funds rate equal to um, inflation. Mm, God, if it's above it or below it, yeah. that's fine. But yeah. yeah, the reality is we're far off. Yeah, you know, if we're our Fed funds rate today was 1.58 percent. We're at 8.6 in inflation. I was like, we're we're far off. How the
0: hell are we going to get there?
1: Well, the hope, and here's the hope, and we don't know what the hope is, but their hope is that as rates rise, Fed funds rate, as they continue, inflation will quell because now you increase prices on products, demand goes down, which means prices drop. Will that happen? not unless they get energy under control that's, that's you know the problem. that's the
0: biggest problem it's going you know?
1: like, to drive everything we eat wear
0: no matter what and until they get you know right. and 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 we have a green legislation you know we have the green legislation in in offense currently you know whether you're on that side or you're not on that side. That is what it is. Well, we went right? from
1: energy independent to energy dependent. T- totally There's, energy dependent. And yeah, I know. You can't That's- debate that. I know. I know. And you everything that, is driven right? off
0: of oil yeah. as well. Yep. It's so true. It's- yep. Oh boy. Um. God, folks, we are Infinity X. This is Frank Moretti, and we are just we we are going deep down the rabbit hole of what's happening with interest rates right now. And so you know. With interest rate maneuvers, right? With that ugly R word of recession, Frank, um, I think everybody, not everybody, a lot of people are referring to this time Mm -hmm. and comparing it to 2008. Mm -hmm. That is a bad analogy. For sure. Tell everybody why.
1: Sure. And there's a lot of reasons why. Um, Yes, we're dealing with inflation, but we've also been dealing with dramatically increased salaries, too. So there's people making a lot more money than they were making in 07 and 08. So there's people that can survive, you know, this type of inflation. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to pay $5 for gas, but they can, they can manage to and afford to do that. that's part one, number two is we have a market real estate market where prices are increasing and have been increasing. I think the statistic for Monmouth and ocean and Middlesex counties Uh, Last year was 22.6% in appreciation, right? But that was built based on a free market, meaning it was driven by supply and demand, Demand. right? So where before in 08, it was driven by artificial appraisals and bad mortgage products. Yep. Bad mortgage products are gone. It was like the
0: dot com era, right? You know, right. I mean, it was the yeah. exact same thing. You had dot coms that had no intrinsic value whatsoever, yep. no earnings, but people were so highly speculative yeah. back at that yep. point that they were buying. You know, they were buying the sheer lack of fundamentals. Yep. So it was the exact same. Sheer thing lack now. of fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: a great way to put yeah. it. Yep. And now, what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac did do since 2008, they've been tracking every appraisal that's been logged in on every loan that they've guaranteed. Oh, f- so now that's they have this thing. bulk yeah. of trends yeah. um, of appraised values you know, that they can monitor. So that's in place. Appraisers are under guidelines that keep them you know, really moving in the right direction. Yep. And guess what? Demand is still huh. here. And what is...
0: What is maintaining because I've heard I've heard numerous different Mm -hmm. opinions around this. But what is your opinion about what's really maintaining that level of increased or
1: sustained demand? So the increase of capital as far as people making more money today. Mm -hmm. Yep. And is it really increased demand or is it lack of inventory? You know, if there was more inventory, our demand and supply would be a little bit more imbalanced, True. right? Yeah. So we're not, yep. so we really don't know what that is. Yep. And I think even the bigger speculation is why is our inventory so low? You know, and people, I have my own theories. Does that work from home? COVID that's work thing, from home COVID. It- and I think we made a lot of people comfortable in two and a half percent mortgages that don't want to leave and pay Amen six. That. Absolutely. Although Absolutely. you're hundred percent right. About one of the things I did want to mention with regard to interest rates. And we're slightly under 6% on 30-year money. And just so you guys know, I'm a 30-year money guy. Yeah. Do not... Take a shorter say term. Say it loud, <laughs> say it
0: proud. Let's go on to that Don't in a minute. Take I, whatever, a shorter thank term mortgage. You, thank you. Okay. Take well, your
1: tax benefits from your 30 year Take the, if you wanted a 15, take the money that you would have paid towards your principal and interest and make that money make money. Exactly. It's that simple, exactly. right? Yep, yep. So, Not
0: to mention, where tax is going to be 22 years from now, right? Uh, right. You right. might
1: need the deduction. Right, you know? right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look good, at
0: debt to GDP right now. Good folks. chance, you know, right? You're exactly. going to need
1: the deduction. Right. So, but there's a, there's a cost to waiting, you know? So even 3% to 6%, and let's use the issue. Let's let's say a $500,000 home with a $400,000 mortgage. Yep. And I'm going to get rough numbers here, but a $400,000 mortgage at 3% versus 6%, you're paying about $700 more a month for that mortgage payment, which is $8,400 a year. But if I told you, Would you rather save $8,400 or even have $8,400 extra to spend? Mm -hmm. Or would you rather have $30,000? Well, that's a no-brainer. I'd rather have $30,000. Well, we're not going to see probably 22.6% appreciation the next 12 months. Indications or economic predictions are somewhere around 5.7%. I think it's still going to be double digits, but that's me because in our area anyway, because that's Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. I kind of have my finger on the pulse a little bit. But let's say it's even 6%. That house that you bought for five hundred could have bought today for five hundred thousand at six percent. Next year, if rates do come down and you wait for that, yeah, you've saved eighty four hundred dollars. But now you're going to pay five hundred thirty thousand dollars for that house, yep. and you lost out on thirty thousand dollars worth of equity. equity that's real. Yep. Absolutely. So there's a cost yep. to waiting. Absolutely. And people don't realize that. And now, if what's you take the that- lost
0: opportunity cost on that thirty thousand dollars that you could a- have? exactly. You know. Yeah, you know? Totally and now, if you yeah. take
1: that out two years. Now you take six percent on top of that five hundred and thirty thousand. Now you're talking about paying. What does that work out to be like five hundred and sixty or fifty something thousand for that same house? You know, and the reality is, Mark, rates will go up, but it's a roller coaster. They're going to come back down at some point, giving you an opportunity to refinance with more equity to get a better rate environment. So. Yes. You may be pushed out of your qualifying a little bit because interest rates are higher, yep. but that's where we come in you know, to creatively structure your, your, your mortgage uh, needs from more of an organic approach. Look, is there some leaks that we can plug to get you more mortgage dollars and make your payment more affordable? Hey, I, I've got 25% to put down. Well, maybe you don't want to put 25% down. Maybe you want to put 20 or even less. And maybe we want to take and attack some of that revolving credit card debt that's just awful. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, yep. it, it's yep. an overall structure. Yep. And mo- I'll be honest with you, most home buyers do not understand, specifically, not just first-time home buyers, almost every a you, lot you of know, them you, yeah. don't understand the tax benefits of ownership. Yep. You know what that can save from cash flow, yep. which is real. Yep. Whether it's you know, changing your withholdings or whether it's year-end taxes in April. yep. You know, that's a real cash flow savings that makes them or gives them the ability to afford afford a little more house that they didn't even realize they could. Folks, this is Infinity X stage and
0: microphone with human excellence. I'm joined this evening by Frank Minetti. Am I saying that? I I think I called you Moretti before. Like an idiot. I'm sorry about that, Frank. But Frank Minetti, who is just absolutely laying it down, all things, interest rates, things that you can, you know, talking about real estate markets and everybody has been speculating that the real estate market is going to retract. Frank is counter punching to that and he's counter punching pretty hard around that. I have the tendency to agree with him. I think mm-hmm. that maybe it'll remain levelized. Yeah. We're not going to see those
1: crazy, yeah. you know, 22.6%, but yeah. that's okay. We weren't supposed yeah. to anyway, Yep. Yeah. you know?
0: when when somebody is approaching purchasing a home you know a lot of the times in the financial planning space yeah. frank what we'll see is we'll pe- we'll see people um manage your life in silos Yeah. you know what i mean yep. like you know okay my accountant does my taxes yep. my attorney does my legal affairs yep. my financial advisor does a multitude of different things mm-hmm. whether it you know say it, whether they're giving investment advice mm-hmm. or insurance advice or whatever it is and um when you're when when you're seeing home buyers yep. right are they
1: looping you into their financial planners most of or... them do it all backwards tell me more they approach their real estate purchase completely backwards they reach out to their realtor first hmm. and realtors are awesome i'm not they should there's got to be a, a strategic alliance with yep. a realtor that knows what they're doing in this marketplace yep. that it can fight that bidding war and get their offer accepted yep. right that's super important but um, it, I'm glad you mentioned that because I have actually a video coming out on my social media about what's the steps. Oh, shout out to his social media, folks. Where can we find your social media so we're, right now? We're in the middle of revamping everything, okay. but it's yep. uh, Frank at Advisors Mortgage on Instagram. Got it. Um, but we're keep keep an eye out for the launch. You know, uh, just do me and hit me up in the search, Frank Minetti, and you'll find me there. The new launch of the social media has come out in the next couple of weeks. Love it. Love and, uh, it. Yeah, shout yeah. Out, yeah, to shout out to the guys Andy here. because they're Drew doing right it. there. Yep. Right. Danny and Parker. What's up,
0: Danny boys? Danny and Parker doing it. Yep, so, doing their
1: thing. But one of the videos we talked about is what steps and what order should I take the steps in when I'm buying a home? Don't call me. Don't call the realtor reach out to your financial professional. Yes. You want to talk to them about what you should be doing, what cash you have to spend, how you're going to set up this purchase even later on, whether it, and, and you're, you know, your attorney too, is it going to be a life estate? Is it going to be something along those lines? You know, talk to them first, then come to me, come to me. And then we're going to plug that plan in Mm -hmm. with your mortgage plan, make those work together And as soon as I'm done with my thing, you know, obviously have maybe a a realtor partner that you want to work with. Yep. And obviously if you guys don't have one, I'd be happy to to get you to, to the network of people that I know are doing what they need to do in this market to make deals happen. But, you know, then we fit the plans all together. But Reach out to the financial person first. Yeah. You know, yeah. you I totally got to know where you're going. You here. Know, and,
0: and by the way, folks, don't derail your financial planner.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, don't
0: let them find out after the fact that you decided to list your house, sell your yep. house, move to a different one, change your cash flow. That takes everything and completely yep. throws it out of whack. I have a question for you, Frank, mm-hmm. specific to the financial planning space, sure. actually, for a moment, kind of shifting gears here. So, one of our mainstay strategies mm-hmm. for our clients is helping them to operate almost like they're banking on, you know, b- you know, building out their own bank. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah will, make, you know, yep, for sure. And, 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 yep. and using cash value life insurance, right. Yep. As a leverage yep. tool, it's a turbocharger yep. from the mortgage side. Mm-hmm. I've always been curious about this. When you see a client that is looking to make a purchase of a piece of property yep. and they are heavily, they're, they're heavily allocated with their cash mm-hmm in cash value life insurance. Mm-hmm. Is it favorably or in favorably? Tell me
1: why. Favor- well, it, it's, it's cash. Yeah. It's, it's no different. Well, it's a lot different than a bank account. Sure. But it's any cash that can be liquidated yep. is good cash in the mortgage side. Right. But now it's cash that's growing, mm. you know, so it's an investment vehicle. It's not just ca- What do you get? You're not keeping your money in the bank. Right. 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 So you got to make your money work for you. Right. right. And, and compound right? But the reality is cash value, life insurance, win-win, absolute win-win for the real estate space yep. for sure. And it's a hundred percent favorable. And, and I'll be honest with you guys, the majority of my clients that I run across both seasoned, when I say seasoned, what I believe to be based on like their job history and what they do for a living yep. should be financially savvy are not. No, they yeah. don't. They yeah. they don't even I hate to say it, but you're right. Uh, people in their yeah. 50s struggling. Oh, we don't have life insurance. Well, we don't have a will. <laughs> they, they don't have a will. They don't have life insurance. And by yeah. the way, they're
0: having these epiphanies now yeah. where I don't want to work for the company that I'm with.
1: Right. For the rest of my life. Right. You know, and starting
0: to feel out their entrepreneurial oats. Right. And we saw that through COVID. How many
1: startup new businesses where people walked out of a corporate environment or a salary position working for somebody else to start their own business? And that's cool. You you start it later in life. That's awesome. It's never too late. Right. It's but now it's what do we got to do to make sure that we have sustainability into our retirement years? You know, folks,
0: we are Infinity X, stage and microphone. Frank Minetti, if you have a question for Frank, please put it into the chat. We will get to it. Replay we are infinityx.com. We are Infinity X YouTube. So, Frank, now that we're knee deep into the recession, essentially, yeah. I don't care what anybody says, yep. right? But um, as we go forward, yeah. right? And we, as we navigate, what's next for you? Like, what do you like? What does the next five years look like for Frank Minetti? I'm
1: know? still, I, you know, I'm still in the space. You yeah. know, I'm still plugging away. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's hard to walk over. I'll be honest with you. T- talking a little bit about my history. Yep. It's it's at the early stages of my career, even maybe in through that 2008 collapse. I didn't love the business. It's just what I did. Yep. Now I actually have a love for the business and the love came out of me changing me you know, the love for the business came out of me changing me. Not. So now I love what I do because I have a different approach. So
0: You no longer work. I'm helping people every day. Right. Whether it's
1: my own people inside my own office, Mm -hmm. you know, help them build business and, and grow some new relationships. You know, we have two new loan officers with no experience that came on board. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things years ago, I swear I would never do again, but why not do it? Teach somebody what you did. You can't keep give them them. an opportunity to have what I, you know, you can't keep it unless
0: you give it away, right? You can't yeah. give it away, yeah, and yeah, yeah.
1: you know, yeah. you never know. Like, I've always been a firm believer in training somebody to replace you, sure. You know, and if, you're, if you're the smartest person in your group, get a new group, right? <laughs> you're, you're in trouble, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's so, right. That's right. I just, I, I'm just excited for the, the shift in the way the business is going. Yep. Um, I'm excited for the millennial market. You know, the millennial mm-hmm. market is the biggest bulk of home buyers out there. You know, when we were filming my stuff you know, with Parker and Dave, it was about, um, I, I, the millennials are just awesome to work with. They like people like me in my Mm fifties because they, they value knowledge. Yep. You know, they just approach knowledge in a different way. They do, you know, I I agree with, you you know, and and things have changed as far as the way businesses originated. You know, I, I can count on one time, one hand, I think in the last 12 months where I met with a client, Face to face, nobody wanted me face to face. And back in 1993, that's all we that's did. All we sit in living rooms. I, I felt like Jerry Maguire. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was a living room clothes guy. But so it's different. But I look forward to see the changes. You know? How did how did COVID
0: in terms of because that's, it was such a great access point? You know, yeah. we as a company, I'm sure you I mean you are close with Rob, you know our story mm-hmm. to a degree, but i uh, mm-hmm. or not even to a degree, you know our story. We went, folks. Infinity X was born from how to 19X your sales, right? Well, we went way the hell beyond 19X, right? So, you know, our, our, our inflow of opportunity is absolutely drastic, right? We grew exponentially because we pivoted and weren't reliant upon the face-to-face client engagement. But more so than that, we weren't, you know, con- we, we weren't stuck with, you know, old school, mm-hmm. um, stale marketing strategy, right? We really kind of accelerate. You obviously did the exact same yeah. thing and yeah. now you're even doing it more. Further. Yeah. 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 So what, what, what about your marketing efforts changed so much during this period during the pandemic and what are you
1: doing now? So what I realized really was looking using the millennial market as kind of, yep. you know, the, maybe the, the benchmark, right? The, if you don't have a presence, if you don't have a social media presence um, and you can't be found that way, they don't want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. You know, they go there first. They they do their homework. They do their research. And look, I've always dabbled in it. Mm -hmm. And then I I woke up, Not, I'm going to say one day, and the one day was a little while ago. You know, I'm a little behind the curve of where I want it to be, and said you got to bring professional people into this space to drive what you do. Yeah, and I always like to look as professional as possible, right? I want what I'm doing as far as content not only be look professional, but I want to provide content that's going to help people. You know, I was talking with Rob a couple minutes before we got started. I don't want to be that guy talking about how great I am in the mortgage space. I want to provide people with nuggets of truth that they can take and apply to whatever their needs are. Not only just in the mortgage space. Cause it always finds its way back. Always. You know, every time. Always, yep. Right. With always. other
0: business opportunities. All the time. Even outside of mortgages. Open, yeah. open
1: the door, yeah, you know? Yep. And I've always enjoyed too. The other thing I've done over the years is um, I've always enjoyed, you know, flip, flipping properties. That's something I've, I, I like to do. My wife likes it as well. Kind of got out of the space, uh, because of how competitive it got like I was flipping properties when there wasn't a home show on HGTV <laughs> you know so nobody knew what was going yeah. on right now everybody was like oh I watch HGTV I can flip a property and the yep. margins got thin yep and so we kind of backed out of it and did a couple <laughs> here and there but really life loves yeah, so HGTV does mine. TV and I noticed that way. when I get home because something's changed <laughs> <I know>. right <laughs> right um so <laughs> You know, I, I see it. I see it kind of evolving back yeah. into that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm in the mortgage space yep. and I'm going to stay in the mortgage space yep. and because I love it now. Yep. You know, it wasn't a job. N- now it's what I enjoy doing. You so. ever think about writing a book? My wife has. Oh, really? Um, yeah, okay. she has. Um, I've considered it. You know, I've considered it.
0: Wait, your wife has published?
1: She has published. Tell Self-published.
0: Okay. Yeah, it, it's more. her
1: life. It's her life story of where she came from. Um, actually, Rob knows this a little bit. We had a chat about it one day. Um, it's really she was sexually abused as a 10 year old. Oh. So um, and nothing. I'm not telling any stories outside of school. And it was by a family friend. And she, you know, it's out there for everybody to read about. And the the dark journey that took her down yeah. to where she is today. And now oh. she runs a pretty big women's ministry. We have a ministry together on top of what we do at the church. Um, she runs a woman's group and she's published and she She, her whole ministry is about helping women that have been through mental, physical, sexual abuse get past it and move on to awesome, productive lives. So you said, what's next? Well, one of the things we'd like to do is open up a facility for women and maybe eventually men as well that teach these women that were abused, that think they have no place in society, have no real work skills and job skills to get them trained, get them independent, get them you know as f- highly functioning as possible and get beyond, don't let that incident define them. You know, so that's one of the things on our vision list of what we want to do going forward down the road. Not only yeah. does that have a book, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously she that's, already has yeah. published, but yep. not
0: only does that have a, a, a more story to come. Mm-hmm. That's got a podcast. That's got a TV oh, yeah, show. For that's sure. got. A, I mean, that yep. is just. I am yep. behind that for sure. That's awesome. Anyway, yep. Frank, it has been. It's such man. an unbelievable pleasure yeah. to spend time with Great. you today on the Infinity X stage, brother. I um, I want you to put out to the group yeah. and to all the good folks who have shared um, our time yep. and your knowledge, how they can get in touch with sure. you, folks. I just want, and, and let me just say this, if you're dealing in a, you know, in, in, in a, in a direct to consumer st- uh, w- with a direct to consumer business, right? Whether it's financial advisory, whether it's mortgage, ask yourself the question, do you want to be having the conversation and have somebody helping to underwrite your mortgage and or originate your mortgage and or put you in a home with somebody who is financially motivated ahead of you or is vested in seeing people and caring and kindness lead people into the right financial fit for the right home? right? Because that's what I heard Frank share tonight, right? Somebody who's invested in people, somebody who reinvented himself, a man of God, right? Somebody who is looking to create empowerment for people that have experienced traumatic, traumatic things like sexual abuse, right? So ask yourself the question, who do you see in your future and who do you want to work with? And with that, Frank, how did they find
1: sure. you? Sure. Um, and I want to tell everybody, just look for the relaunch of the social media. Uh, we're redoing everything. So we've been quiet for a couple of months yeah, because we're, we're changing that around. But you can reach me via email. Uh, my email address is my first initial F, last name, M-O-N-E-T-T-I, at advisorsmortgage.com. You can always call me. You know, call me. Shoot me a text on my cell, 908 513 1202. And uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the social media. And I know we're going to have content on there just like what we talked about yep. tonight. Yep. And uh, yeah, I look forward to bringing like nuggets of truth to everybody. Oh, man. Replay, folks, on weareinfinityx.com. We are
0: X YouTube. And uh, we went and did it again. We brought value. We talked about what happens in the what's happening in the interest rate markets. We talked about what's happening in the real estate markets. You guys got the opportunity to watch perseverance at its finest and the combination of corporate thought process with entrepreneurial thought process cultivated into human excellence. Shout out to Frank Minetti, replay Thanks, at weareinfinityx.com folks until next Tuesday. We will see you on another episode of We Are Infinity X.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infinity X. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube by searching We Are Infinity X. Until next time.